With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. So Drew, seriously, we didn't really get to talk about it because we were running out of time. But why, why is the men's national team such garbage? I, I I I don't know, and I think there is a decent part of it that I think they do not play well away from the comforts of home. And I mean that very intentionally because uh, let me I was looking it up and I forgot. Damn it, I didn't use my. But wait, the game the game on Sunday was at home. It was in Nashville. They were the home. In Canada. Yeah, the one against Canada. They were at home. <clears throat> yeah, Canada is actually good. I didn't know if you knew that or not, but they're actually but, decent. But it's. I mean, we should. That's that's three points they should have had. It's there's no excuse to tie Canada. No, I, I completely agree with that. But the problem is we didn't. Yeah, so El, it was El Salvador, right? Yeah, El Salvador. So, again, I think we tied that game because these kids went down there and like, whoa, what do you mean we don't have like top-rate locker rooms and all the amenities and we're playing in basically a third-world country? Like, this isn't very comfortable. And they let it get in their heads because down there they – like teams and and fans will do what it takes to get the win or get the result if you will so a tie for el salvador is just as good as a win because it's it's not a loss it's not a zero and you also steal two points from usa by doing that and i just i don't think they they're too pretty to play in those games that really matter where you fly into a country and the entire nation is against you like they're soft that's the end of it and that's why we need to get more of these kids over in Europe where people's lives end over football. And they need to understand the gravity of that if they really want to compete on this level because our advantage that we used to have just by having a shit ton of money is gone now because other cash is flowing to these other nations when they start selling TV rights and building in other ways to market things and flow the little money they have to a national team. And we keep having all these fucking Nancy boys playing on our side, banging people's sisters and getting sent home for shit after playing like a bunch of ass. Like there is just no grit. There's no, there's no go and get it. There is no, not even chip on the shoulder, but just like junkyard dog mentality. And as much as I hate to admit it, Landon Donovan's generation had that because they were coming up. They had a chance, they had talent, but they were sick of hearing about how they didn't belong. And so they went and got it. 
Now, they never achieved anything or accomplished anything, but they still had that drive. Whereas this squad for the last like 10, 12 years has just been flat. Like it's a bunch of Nancy boys playing for college scholarships and then maybe a shot at the pros and stateside. So but that's not that's not the case. That's not really the case. All I've heard about is how we've got guys that are playing over in the Premier League. I mean, the one dude just won a Premier League championship. Like four. Okay, but like- that's still when have we when have we ever had dudes in the Premier League prior that to this? It doesn't matter. When they come back here, the culture isn't what it needs to be. Like Greg Burhalter is a solid coach. He's foundation, he's fundamentals, but like he's not a guy that's gonna go out there and step on your throat and crush the opponent's neck. That's the problem. We should be so we need a new coach. We need a new coach, is what you're saying? No, we need a whole new system. We FC, need to, we need to go FC Cincinnati and be like new coach. It's no, been a year, no. new coach. No, I think a lot of it stems from the entitlement that American children athletes have from an early age, where they think just because they're the star fucking child and their parents yell at their teachers and coaches to play them, that they're going to get what they quote unquote deserve. Easy, like, easy. We need easy. I'm just saying you're getting a little bit. It's sounding a little OWG here, Drew. It's sounding a little It's sounding a little bit like this is sounding a little bit like a Facebook comment discussion is what that sounds like. Just saying. I'm just because I don't want to hand out participation trophies to every motherfucker. You brought up the the participation trophy. It's that's what it is. Mm. Why did Christian Pulisic get his ass benched after his first couple starts? I don't know. He didn't perform. He didn't perform. Then he understood what it took to be at that level. And he's worked at it. Now, when he comes back stateside, he tries to drive that same thing with his teammates. But like we got our second best player, in my opinion, West McKenney fucking people's sisters. And like, so you think, you think because, because Weston McKinney got, participation trophies as a kid, he thinks it's okay to fuck his teammates' sister. During COVID. If there weren't COVID restrictions, I'd have no problem with it. I just don't see the correlation of participation trophies, which is why you sound like my uncles. No, it's because it's because they think exceptions will be made for them. It's because they think they don't have to play by the rules. No, no, no. I don't think they think exceptions will be made. I think they think they can get away with it, which is no different than any athlete anywhere ever. That's how athletes are, period. Mm, Athletes think they can get away with anything No, because they're athletes. But see, that's where the difference is still because we do not have the depth that other nations do. In Brazil, you don't fuck around like that because you know if you lose your shot, there's 12 other dudes standing right behind you that they'd swap you for in a second. Well, from what I've been told, our depth is so much better than what it has been in the past. So maybe there are 12 guys behind Weston McKinney that they will swap you for in a second. Our C team just won the CONCACAF Gold Cup, Mookie. So fucking we got depth. And the reason why we didn't qualify for the Olympics is because that was our D team. And we got under 23 guys that are competing with Mexico's top team. That's what I was told, at least. Well, those people lied to you, and they're wrong. Oh, kind of like what I said when it happened. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so we've got Honduras tonight, which is probably a loss. 
Like, let's face no. it. They're going to lose that game, right? They should win that game 3-0. But it's it's on the road. Like, the, you just said they don't play well outside it, of home. I agree, which is probably why they'll win 2-1. to one. Because... And here's the thing that baffles me too. And and the thing that, that gets glossed over a lot of times in these conversations is that like when we compare our national team to these others, we're going against nations where like poverty is a widespread problem for like 60% of the population. Now it's not great in America, but there's still at least, you know, enough wealth in the country that if you're going to panhandle, like you can get cash to get by. Whereas in those countries, Things are so rough and so bad that there's just no out but football or an early end in life, unfortunately. And yet we still go in there and get our pants beat off because these people want it more. Those players want it more, not for their own personal success, but because when they put on the national team jersey, it fucking means something. And US, that's the problem. Is the U.S. That- is only a goal favorite in this game. I had him as a half a goal favorite, which is just just deplorable. They should be a goal and a half favorite, if anything. But, uh, I mean, it's just so disappointing. It's so disappointing that we constantly get these players that just show up. They perform on the national team level because they know that that's going to get them coverage to then get that European club contract where they can go and scrape to get by and establish a solid career. But then when it comes to the national team, once they're Weston McKinney or Christian Pulisic, eh, I'll just do what I have to do to keep my spot in my shoe deal. <laughs> like Pulisic saying tonight, they're ready to respond versus Honduras. Fine. Show me, show me, put in three and keep a clean sheet. And then I'll take all of this back. But I don't expect that here. Okay, here you go. Great comparable. Mexico beat Honduras 3-0. Granted, that was in July, a couple months ago. But still, if we are going to put ourselves up against Mexico as being the type of squad we think we should compete against for legitimate titles, then we should win 3-0. So the last time we played Honduras was in the CONCACAF semifinal, and we won 1-0. Yeah. Uh, and then before that, well, I'm sure there was friendlies, but good lord, it's going no, back so to like 19. The last, the, last, the last five times that I've got here based on ESPN is we beat him 1-0 in CONCACAF Nations League uh, June 3rd of this year. Then in 2017, we tied 1-1 in uh, World Cup qualifying. Uh, we did beat the pants off them 6-0 in CONCACAF qualifying, but that was at home. I was going to say, and that was like back in 2017 or 2017, something, right? right. Yeah. And then if you want to go back even further, in 2015, we beat them 2-1 to on home turf. And then in 2014, we tied 1-1 on home turf. So again, the only result that stands out as to what I would expect if we're the quality squad that we hold ourselves to is that 6-0 just drubbing. So like, let me ask you this. Okay, let's say let's say they tie Honduras tonight. You, you end up with this first leg at, with only three points. The next leg the U.S. has in October, they have Jamaica, Panama, and Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. What do you see out of those three games? 
I don't know. Honestly, a lot of it depends on how many of those motherfuckers make the walk back from Honduras to America if they tie this game. So you're saying if you only tie Honduras, it's like you're fed up with this team. You're sick of it. No, I mean, literally, they have Cash to me walk aside. home. Yeah, that's that's tough to do. That's a very well, tough walk. Then maybe we'll have a really good result in those last three qualifying games. Because then you get into November and you've got Mexico, Jamaica comes back again, and then El Salvador. No, that's not until January. Sorry, Mexico and Jamaica in November. And then El Salvador and Canada in January. Honduras in February, Mexico in March, Panama See, in March, but, Costa Rica in March. And and that's exactly that's the problem is that we we you cannot afford to drop easy points when you get to the hex. I don't know what that sentence oh, means. Sorry. No, no, the we're we're in I forgot we're in the octagonal bullshit now. Um I don't I don't know what any of that means. Well, so what it is is that right now we've got eight teams playing. When you go teams one, two, and three, uh, so yeah, we got rid of the hex because now they shifted an extra bid to our space. But you've got eight teams playing. Where do we have to finish? Where do we have to finish in the rankings? Because top three, top three, top three gets an automatic playoff. Okay, because right now we're tied for fifth with Honduras yeah. and El Salvador because we have two points. Just- so depressing. We are behind Costa Rica, Panama, Canada, and Mexico. So basically, Mexico is. Are you in. sure about? Are you looking at the same thing? Yes, I'm looking at the the Google standings right now. Mexico has seven points. Canada has five. Panama has five. Costa Rica has four. Us, Honduras, and El Salvador all have two, and Jamaica has zero. Well, and that could change because right, Costa on. Rica who, and Jamaica who, are playing right now. Who is five? Uh, Canada. Oh, okay. So ESPN must be slow then because they have Canada marked as having two. So I'm guessing Canada won tonight or something. Probably because I have their record as one win, two draws. Goal differential of three. Okay. Yeah. So this one's all right. It's the one I'm looking at. It's behind. So yeah. And Costa Rica and Jamaica are playing right now. Costa Rica is leading one, nothing. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. One, nothing. Yeah, and that's the problem is that Costa Rica and Jamaica, despite on my side being the bottom of the table heading into it today, I'm guessing because everyone's playing today, heading into today, they were seven and eight, and both of those squads can win matches. And right. so, like, so the U.S. Yeah. needs to beat Honduras, period. They have to because that'll give them five points, and they're tied with Mexico and yeah. Panama for that that like you know tied for second we, place spot we should come out with no less than four points against el salvador honduras and panama if we're going to really take ourselves seriously drew this really needs to be the scoring for major league baseball major league baseball needs to adopt this like rather than wins and losses uh they need to allow ties after nine innings and give somebody a point for that I've said it before on the show. It needs to happen. Baseball should be nine innings. If you're tied, you get a point and the game is over. And you were calling me an OWG. I mean, 
No, I'm just saying I don't I don't hate this scoring methodology. I don't I like yeah, it a little bit. But see, Mike, Mike, this also only works out, I think, because in this format you have every team playing each other twice. Like you would need to do a completely balanced schedule and have like no interleague play or, or something. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine doing interleague play still because in when when it's interleague play, it's one division playing the opposite division. So like national league central was playing American league central and everybody is playing those teams, right? Like you're everybody from the AL, the AL central plays the NL central during a year when that's the schedule. And you have your division teams playing however many times a year, like you play the Cardinals fucking 90 games out of the year or whatever ridiculous amount it is. So you could totally do this scoring. I've actually done the breakdown before. I think it was two years ago. I did the playoff teams. There was no change. If you did this point scoring as opposed to like win loss rankings, it was the exact same playoff scenarios. And, and, and how much, and how much did your, your kids suffer from the time that you wasted doing that calculation? A lot. Look, it was a, it was a long time where I didn't see the wife. Um, Although to be fair, did that really make a difference too? No, I mean, it was just that I was doing something different. Yeah. I was just doing something different than normal. Right. Exactly. I, in a way, you probably drank less because you were having to do math. And stuff. No, I drank more because I was having to do math and stuff. Yeah. 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 So Honduras, huh? We got to win. Got to get a W here. And now I'm like questioning, do I just ride this out and keep pounding Bruce through this game and watch it get mad? Why fun. is this on Peacock? What the fuck, man? <sighs> Dude, I don't want to talk about that. That's a whole different level of anger. Notre Dame oh, goes on Peacock. U.S. Men's National Team goes on Peacock. What the shit, man? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. No, no. So get this shit though. So my dad's going to this game and he's sitting in my uncle's luxury box where they're catering dinner. And hold on. The let U.S. Me, men's let national just, team game? What's that? He's going to the U.S. men's national team game? No, no. Uh, a better thing. Oh, shit, where is it? So my uncle's got a box at Notre Dame Stadium. Um, here we go. So he sent us the menu for the luxury box. And what they're serving at the game is on the butcher block, slow roasted turkey on ciabatta. Oh, God. Slow roasted local turkey, cranberry aioli, fresh baked ciabatta served with pub chips and dill. From the garden, they have an apple orchard salad, an apple coleslaw and a watermelon salad. Oh, my God. In terms of wings and things, they have South Bend wings, which are marinated chicken wings finished with your choice of sauces. Local barbecue, garlic parmesan, buffalo, buttermilk ranch, blue cheese. Oh, I guess or with buttermilk ranch, blue cheese, and then carrots and celery. In their fan favorite section, they have the Fighting Irish Chili Bar with Wisconsin cheddar, crema, crema, pickled jalapenos, onions, green onions, and fresh jalapenos. But they also have a five cheese mac and cheese cup that is a creamy five cheese mac and cheese blend. 
Over on the game day tailgate table, they have buttered Bavarian pretzel bites that are tossed in your choice of cinnamon sugar or coarse ground salt with dipping sauces, nacho cheese, sweet vanilla, or spicy brown mustard. Obviously, they have the freshly popped popcorn, which is a stadium favorite, and then an all-beef hot dog. That is a signature Eisenberg hot dog served with ketchup, mustard, and relish. Gluten-free, available upon request. Eisenberg hot dog? What is that? Is this? It, it's I, a it's a Breaking Bad know. hot dog. Like it's, it's when you order it, Walter White just shows up. I mean, that might be why it's that good. Because if you get your donors hooked on meth, they have to keep coming back to get that sweet, sweet meth. You order that hot dog, and it's like I am the one who knocks, and you're like, okay, hot dog. By the way, as you went through that list, literally the only things you can order where your breath does not reek afterwards are the pretzels and the popcorn. That's it. Anything else, you have the worst breath for three days, hands down. But but again. Who the hell cares? Because like technically it's all free. Right. Now, it, you well, paid a billion dollars for the ticket. Yeah, I was gonna but, say. Um yeah. Now I didn't I didn't even get to the Bell's beer brat, and then the feature dessert for this game is a tart cherry crisp. But they also have seasonal fresh fruits, sweetened tart candies, and gourmet cookies available for those with a sweet tooth. And in tradition, they're gonna be serving all beef hot dogs, freshly popped popcorn, and pretzel bites without you having to get up out of your seat. It's pretty nice. So it'll serve you to your seat. If you want any of this other stuff, you have to go inside to the heated, air-conditioned suite area. Now, what makes it even better is that there are going to be ice cream novelties served at the start of the third quarter. Ice cream novelties? Oh, I'm sorry. At the end of the third quarter. Yeah, ice if cream novelties. If this isn't a WWE uh, ice cream bar, I don't want anything to do with it. If it's not that old-school WWF fucking oh yeah ice cream man uh bar then then you keep it yeah ice cream novelties and the south bend sweets like this that's why the shit's on peacock because they don't give a fuck about us like (sighs) we'll follow them wherever they go we will and meantime they are just raping and pillaging everyone else for all this cash how did you how did you feel about Brian Kelly saying the team should be executed? I've heard from like locker room interviews and stuff that like Brian Kelly apparently is really funny. Um, that made it really hard to believe. I was going to say Brian Kelly seems like the guy that thinks he's really funny. Yeah. Like he's the one that, that says something and it's like, was that supposed to be a joke? I don't get it. And then you have to laugh just because he's the head coach. But you know what? That Maybe that's a good thing because what he's actually doing is prepping his kids for the NFL where you need to have that go-to fake media laugh. <laughs> I know that laugh. I've worked on that one. I yeah, mean, what? It, no, you guys are super funny on the show. Yeah, right? We're not. I'm not. <laughs> I... I just I saw I saw the thing I saw the headline the next day and I was like what the fuck what is he are you joking what is he saying and then I like looked oh that's it up. right because you missed it live yeah and then I looked it up and I was like wait what up uh, wait what what saying and then I looked up the original dude saying and I was like I get that that's clever 
Brian, you fucked it up. Well, that's the thing. He totally botched the delivery. So bad. The original joke is, what do you think of your team's execution? I'm in favor of it. That's the joke. And it's very clever, very witty, uh, especially when it's off the top of your head like that. Well done. But Kelly was just like, oh, you said execution. So maybe they should all be executed. No, I don't don't think she did. I don't think she said execution in the original question. I got to find it. I think she did. Uh, uh, Oh, so you think he worked it in himself? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think he did, which to me was just kind of like, you you put a lot of effort in for this, and it wasn't good, let alone it being offensive or not. It just wasn't funny, which to me is the worst. I think that is the most offensive part is that it wasn't funny. It I wasn't hear- good. Yeah. Game had it all. Yeah. What did you think of your team's ability to withstand Florida State's impressive comeback? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. Yeah, that's he's he shoehorned that in. That's it. He was he had that locked and loaded. Like that's what that tells me is that he had that locked and loaded and was like, if they ask me after the game about execution, I am using this joke and totally pushed it as much as he could. Oh, so, it was so, Ugh, so That's bad. so cringeworthy, man. So that's bad. the thing. Like, I'm not, I, I know people are, and people go to the Brian Kelly joke, of, uh, like, which I think is in poor taste to always bring up Declan Sullivan whenever uh, Brian Kelly, like, that's very poor wow. taste to, like, use but, that no no no. i get it's fair criticism but like and, when yeah. you're talking about a bad joke and then you go to the declan sullivan thing it's like dude that's poor taste. those are two completely different things right too. that's very yeah. poor taste to bring that up as a way to like see brian kelly has a history of this it's like nah, you're a dick for for saying that uh but it does play into why he gets heat for it i just feel like dude it, it's he should get heat for trying to shoehorn a bad joke in there. Oh yeah. And, and I think all things considered, I would probably feel a lot differently if the defense had played better, uh, <laughs> considering what Brian Kelly had said about Marcus Freeman. I, being our say, next I head think coach. Marcus Freeman is executed. Cool. Like, trying to speed that shit up. But like after giving up, what was it? 38, 35 points in Florida state. I'm like, Oh, Dude, they had an 18 like- point lead. They had an 18 point lead and they blew it. Yeah. Yeah. To a quarterback from UCF who's got a bum wheel, uh, who hasn't now, played in two now, years. Now, to to be fair, to, to be, be fair, fair that be fair. kid was solid at UCF before that injury. Great story, fantastic story. It's a kid who went to UCF who hasn't played football in a thousand days, and who made like people. Really, a thousand days? Yes, it was like two years worth. I feel like that was the graphic that they showed. Was his last snap was like a thousand days or something like that? Passed out at halftime. So yeah, I think that was the the graphic that they pulled up. (laughs) Oh yeah. So here's part. Here's part of the context I forgot to give you too about the pass out at halftime is the night before. So yes, we played Sunday. So Saturday we did like house chores and projects like all day long, and we finally finished at like. 8 39 o'clock and sat down and just chilled and since it was like our first time to like breathe eat and just decompress we ended like jenna stayed up to one and 
I was like, all right, I'll be right. I'll be right in it, baby. I like go lay down. I'll be right in there. I just got to finish this game. You know, I just got to finish this game at 2K or whatever. I stayed up till four. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Stayed up till four, got up at like nine the next day, did a bunch of other house projects. Then once we kicked the family out of the house at like 630, try to go as hard as possible to get ready for the football game. And then, yeah, that's why I passed out at like halftime. <laughs> Mackenzie Milton completely blew out his knee November 23rd, 2018. He was never supposed to play again. Doubtful that he could even walk again, potentially. Uh, And then it was 1,017 days later, he came into that game and immediately led Florida State to a touchdown and almost led them to the comeback win. Notre Dame's defense, as great as they played for three and a half quarters, Almost lost to a, a group of five quarterback who hadn't played football in a thousand days and had a, a knee that people didn't think he was going to be able to walk on again. It's not but, a vote of confidence for Marcus Freeman. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. It's That's great for Mackenzie Milton. Yeah. Great for him. But right. that is not the vote of confidence for Marcus right. Freeman that I wanted exactly. to see. When, when, when he's hitting deep ends and stuff like that, it's like, dude, that's like a three-second drop in college. You know what I mean? And if we really have the horses up front, then either A, they need to get home, or B, you need your, your cover to lock up. Because let that kid beat us on the ground. You know what I mean? Like, even if he could run, do you really think he wants to take an actual hit at all? And that's that that was my problem with the way that played out after the fact when I was watching tape and whatnot. But like when I was watching tape, <laughs> yeah, I was watching tape. Yeah, you know, doing my post game analysis the next day. But it just I don't know. I, I'm not consulting this team. I almost forwarded you guys an article about all of Jack Cohen's awards that he won apparently for last week. Dude, he had a sneaky great stat line. He really did, though. It was like 388 in the air and then four touchdowns or yeah, something. Yeah, it was a crazy 366, four touchdowns. He was 26 for 35. The yeah, like sneakiest good stat line of the night. And he was actually hucking it downfield, too. It wasn't like it was a bunch of five-yard slants. <laughs> I will say though, I'm a little concerned about the ground game. I'm like Kyron Williams. I'm not. I, nah. No, it's it's early. You got plenty of time for Kyron. I mean, people are keen, and that's why Jack was able to throw for 366 yards is because they were selling out to stop Kyron Williams. That's like, true. That's why he's well, able yeah, to. Kyron kid was looking good too, though. He was. He looked real good. I feel like we should just do like post-game wrap-ups of Notre Dame games and put it on the YouTube oh, yeah. channel. Like, that yeah. should be a, a a regular series that we do. Although, you I would mean, have to stay up for it. I will probably for the rest of the season. <laughs> um, except for maybe the UC game, because that's that that could be dicey since we'll be up there. and Oh, you're going to be up there for that one? You're going yeah, up for that so, one? Yeah, so we got tickets. We'll, uh, we'll see how that pans out, but I'm hopeful. You know, um, oh, yeah, I don't feel good about it. Not going to lie. Like looking at Notre Dame's schedule, it's one of those schedules that right it's, now looks so brutal. Well, it looks brutal now, but then like come the end of the year, people are going to be like, it wasn't oh, they're that gonna good. Shit on it because, well, North Carolina already lost, right? Yeah, but they're still 24. Ugh. Wisconsin already lost, but they're still 18. 
See, that's the thing. Yeah. That always happens to Notre Dame where they get these schedules where preseason rankings are great. It looks amazing on paper. And then a team catches a loss before Notre Dame beats them. And then they end up with two losses and well, people no, are I, like, they weren't I, that good. I still feel like regardless of whether they catch the loss before or after us, we still get punished. It really doesn't matter when they lose. It's just if they lose. And then, of course, there's the Clemson factor where, like, yeah, we beat them once. And everyone's like, well, they didn't have Trevor Lawrence and whatever. And then we play him again later in the season. They're like, yeah, see, they weren't that good. And it's like, well, how do we ever get the benefit of the doubt? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but, I just, but I in fairness, in fairness, that's a bad example because we we didn't that's play true. Trevor Lawrence. And then we played Trevor Lawrence and got smoked in that ACC championship. Well, well no, but see, we paid Trevor Lawrence and Skalski and that D lineman, too. That was bad. Yeah, but there were also right. That's what I'm saying. The Clemson team that Notre Dame beat last year during the regular season was not the Clemson team. They played well, in the we ACC were championship at that point. too. Ian Book was getting trigger shy at that point. Yeah, but it was. I mean, come on. Come on. All right. So Notre Dame has. Uh, number 18, right. Wisconsin, which I, I think if you want to keep talking, no, we we're good. We'll close it out. We'll talk more Notre Dame later. Okay, good. Cause I don't want to pee myself. All right. See you, bud. Bye. Okay, bye. bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers.